Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. I want to talk to you about how to have greater peace in the midst of chaos. How to have greater peace in the midst of chaos. And I want to talk to you about snowblowers and puzzles today. Snowblowers and puzzles. How many of you this past week, you were waiting for the snow to fall on, I think it was Monday, maybe Monday, right? Yeah, you were pumped, you were ready, you already went to the store, you got your bread, your milk, your eggs, right? You're like, yes. Come on, and then we experienced a phenomenon I've never heard of called a warm donut. What, what is this? I think we just make things up now, is what I think. And so there's this warm donut that it snowed completely everywhere around the, outside the Tulsa metro area. Like everybody got snow except us. And here's what I want to do. I wanna let the cat, cat out of the bag. It really is your pastor's fault today of why it didn't snow. Um, and it probably is not gonna snow the rest of this year, and I'm gonna show you why right now. There's a picture that's coming up, and this is what I asked for for Christmas. This is my big Christmas gift. This is a snowblower, a snowblower, snow thrower, and I cannot wait to use this thing. Like, I am jonesing, and now that I have it, I had it ready, I had gas, I had oil, I'm ready to rock and roll. And some of you are going, is your driveway that big? No, I just wanted it for Christmas. You, I don't question your Christmas gift, stop judging me. Um, and so, <clears throat> this is what I got, and as a result, it's never gonna snow again. Um, I'm just, <laughs> it's not gonna snow, it's my fault. Sorry, kids, you have no snow days. Here's the deal, when snow comes, even if there's a chance of snow, we freak out, right? I mean, we go to Reesers, we go to Walmart, we go to wherever, and we start buying everything, and there's lines to check out, and I'm like, we are losing our mind over a chance of snow. And then if it actually snows, we're like, well, what do we do? What do we do? Well, you gotta do something with that bread, eggs, and milk you bought, because you just spent $1,000 on eggs and you only got 12, right? Um, like, what, what are you gonna, what's the option, right? And it's only snowed like two inches and we're like, we're snowed in, it's an apocalypse. We can't, we can't go anywhere, right? Like, I can't go any. how are we gonna heat our house? And, 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 and there's the preparation for chaos, and then there's the chaos. Can I tell you, it's true in life. We, we think we're prepared for chaos. We think we're prepared for that moment when everything falls apart until we aren't, and until chaos comes. And some of you, you walked into this, to this place today and, and all of a sudden, the beginning of this year, chaos. All of a sudden, the beginning of this week, chaos. And, and chaos can come suddenly, right? It can come out of a tragedy, it can come out of an accident. It can come through one choice, one decision that you had no control over, but it affected your entire life, and you're going, what, what, what do I do now? Sometimes it has warnings to it, 
Some of you, your marriage has been heading that way for a while and you just hoped it would get better and get better. Some of you, you had signs that your kids were heading that way and you were hoping it would get better and better and better and yet it didn't. And, and, and either way that it happens, some of us, we are here today and we feel so alone because we don't know what to do with our chaos. Some of us, we feel so overwhelmed because we don't know what to do with our chaos. And how do you experience the greater thing of peace in the middle of everything falling apart? How do you experience a peace that the Bible describes as a peace that passes understanding when everything is falling apart and you feel alone and things don't look like you thought it was gonna look, how do you do that? So today, I wanna give us three truths and I gotta do. All the English teachers out there, I'm sorry. Um, but three truths and I gotta do. Um, three truths and I gotta do, right? And, and, and our first truth today is I want us to understand, and we gotta learn this, is when it doesn't look right, God knows how it all goes together. First truth is this. When it doesn't look right, God knows how it all goes together. John 14 verse 27 says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't fragile. I love that. It isn't fragile like the peace the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. Let's read that one more time. I'm leaving you with the gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give isn't fragile like the peace the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid, or freaked out, or anxious, <coughs> or worried, or overwhelmed. Here's what Jesus is saying. The world describes peace as the absence of conflict. That's not what Jesus is telling you today. Jesus is not offering you a life that is free from the absence of conflict. What he is offering you is peace in the midst of the conflict. What he's offering you is that when you're going through the chaos, when you're going through the conflict, when you don't have the explanations, when you don't understand, when it's too big for you, when it's overwhelming you, he's right there with you. And when it doesn't look like what you thought it was gonna look like, God still knows how it all goes together. Right, when, when life doesn't, like we all have, whether you're 20 or you are 85 years old in this place today, we all have a way we thought our life was gonna look like. All of us, we had this picture perfect thought of when I hit this stage, my life will look like this. When I hit this stage, my life will look like this. When I hit a certain stage, my, my, my kids will start having grandkids and I'm gonna be this grandparent, it's gonna be so fun. And yet you're still waiting because there's been chaos that has ensued. When my marriage reaches this point, we make this much money, then my life's gonna look like this. My high school years are gonna look like this. My mid-high years, my college experience is gonna look like this. And the problem becomes when life doesn't match up to the expectation. What do you do when life doesn't look like what you thought it was going to look like? I hate puzzles. Um, not a fan. Some of you are fans of puzzles. Anything that is over 50 pieces, I'm out. I'm just going to tell you. Um, you're like, that's what they do in elementary school. Sign me up, right? Um, I got no pride here. Like, so I ordered this puzzle. It's a thousand piece puzzle. And, and here's a problem. You open this bad boy up and that's it, right? And it's supposed to look like this. 
But how's that, especially when it's done like this? I almost mixed it with two puzzles. Um, but how does this ever look like this? Right? You've got to start on the outside pieces. You know this. Because if you start in the middle, you're just a psycho. Right? Like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong? Get your life right. You should have raised your hand just a while back um, when we were recommitting our life to Jesus. You need some Jesus in your life. You start on the outside, right? But, but even when you get to the outside, there's moments where you're just stuck. And, and can I tell you, the Creator designed it to look like this. But right now, how does that ever look like this? Can I tell you, life feels like this sometimes. And your Creator and the designer of your life, your Heavenly Father, designs and know how, how it all goes together, but what do you do when life is like this? When, when it doesn't add up to the picture you had in your head? You say, Justin, I, I know what you're saying, but I didn't see divorce in my future. I, I know what you're saying, but I didn't see this illness, and I didn't see this loss, and I didn't see this vacancy, and I didn't see this hardship, and I don't see how this chaos it's what it's supposed to look like because life is like this right now. And can I tell you, just as the designer of this puzzle knows how this goes together, God has designed you, he knit you together in your mother's womb and he knows even when it doesn't make sense to you, even when it's not fair, even when it's not right, even when you're tired, even when you're exhausted, even when you're overwhelmed today, he knows how it all fits together today. He knows it, and that is a truth, not just for some insiders that follow Jesus. That is true for you that are surrendering your life to Jesus Christ today. The peace that he gives isn't fragile, but you can depend on it. The second truth is this. When it feels out of control, he's still in control. Whew. When it feels out of control, he's still in control. One of my favorite rides at Disney is called the Teacups. You've seen it. My wife will never get on it, and she's wise beyond her years. My two daughters, we get on this still. Um, one, because there's never a line. Um, and secondly, because um, we like going in circles really fast. Um, and so we'll get in, and, and before I ever rode on the Teacups, I didn't understand how it worked. I just thought you, some carts spun faster than others. But what happens is you get in the cart and there's a wheel in the center and you start spinning the wheel as fast as you wanna go or as slow as you wanna go or you don't have to spin it at all, right? And so when we get in, man, we're all three cranking it as fast as we can go, right? We're just like, go faster, 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 faster. And if I start getting a little sick, I just kinda of put my hands on it, kinda of slow it down a little bit, right? And it feels like we're out of control, but can I tell you, we are still in control of it. And many times life feels like that. And people are looking at your life going, man, God bless them. Man, I, I would hate to be them. Man, I would hate to have their kids. So I, I'm, come on, be honest. And, and it seems like our life is out of control, and it feels like we're on a ride like the teacups, except this is life. 
And yet in the midst of it feeling like life is still out of control, here's what I want you to know. If Jesus is not just your savior, right? When we say our prayer to commit our life to the Lord, we say that he is our savior and Lord. There's a lot more contained in scripture about Jesus being your Lord, not just saving your life, he wants to lead your life. And if he is still the monarch, if he is still the dictator of your life, because this is no democracy where you get a vote on which way to go, he's the one in charge of your life. If he is still the Lord of your life, here's what I will tell you, even when it feels out of control, he did not give up authority over your life, he did not give up ruling your life, he did not give up leading your life. That's when Psalm 23 verse one comes in. The Lord is my shepherd, still when it seems out of control, I shall not want. Meaning I'm not lacking, I'm not needing anything because he's still leading my life. And here's what the scriptures say in Psalm 16 verse 33, I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows. Just because trials and sorrows are present doesn't mean that God is absent. Just because trials and sorrows are present doesn't mean that God is absent. Here on this earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart, because I have overcome the world. Why can you and I take heart? Why can we experience a greater thing called the peace of the Spirit, the peace of the Lord? Why can we live this life out in a greater way when it feels like our life is out of control because the battle's not up to you? Jesus said this, take heart because I, not, not you, I've overcome the world. And because I won, you've won. The fight's already fixed. The fight's already been decided. So your confidence comes that he has already fought and he has already won. This is why the word of God says death wears your sting. This is why Paul says to live is Christ, but to die, even when you think dying is losing, man, no, no, no. If you belong to Christ, but to die is gain, right? You can have peace no matter what you may face because he's already decided the victory in advance, right? It is a fixed fight and he is the Lord of your life. The third truth is this, when you are experiencing chaos and how do you experience peace, understand when you are unsure, he is still capable. When you're unsure, he's still capable. The hardest thing for me to deal with, I, I, I really think this, the hardest thing for me to deal with is uncertainty. I should be honest in this place. The hardest thing probably for most of us to deal with is how's it gonna work out? I become a how guy when things don't make sense. I become a how person when, well, but, but, but how God, how are you gonna do this, how, how, how? I'm like that little annoying three-year-old, right? I, I don't understand, I don't get it. Why, why, why? How, how, how? And the thing that keeps me up at night and probably most people in this place, the thing that keeps you up at night is having to deal with the uncertainty of the situation. Because just because God answers doesn't mean he's gonna answer it the way you want. Dang. And what do you do if God decides to answer in a different way? There's uncertainty there. And man, that wants to rob me of my peace. The reality is as, as a grown adult, as a husband, as a dad, it's what keeps me up at night. How's this gonna play out? How's this gonna affect me? How's this gonna affect my family? 
And you're, some of you, you are waiting for that next doctor's appointment because you just don't know. There's a lot of things up in there. You're, you're waiting to see what happens from that job because you just don't know. You're waiting to see what happens at that next counseling session because your marriage is up in the air and, and you just don't know and it's uncertain and you're not certain how it's going to turn out. But hear me, when you are uncertain, he is still capable. When Abraham and Sarah were uncertain that they could have a child because of their age, God was still capable. When Joseph was uncertain if his dream was ever going to become a reality because he was sitting in a prison cell, can I tell you, God was still capable. When Moses and the Israelites were unsure how they were ever going to get away from the Egyptian army because the Egyptians are closing in and they're trapped in by the Red Sea, can I tell you, God was still capable. When David went to fight Goliath, and it wasn't David dealing with the doubt, he was dealing with all the other doubters of his situation. Man, even with other people doubting David's capability, God was still capable, right? With Joshua and Jericho, and he's leading the Israelites, and they're marching around Jericho. Not one day, not two days, but seven days. In the beginning of the seventh day, there's not even cracks. There's not even crumbling happening, but they keep staying obedient, and they keep marching. Man, they realize, and they found out, man, it feels uncertain, but God was still capable. The death of Lazarus, he's been dead for four days, and they're objecting to God rolling the stone away because his body's stinking in order decaying. Can I tell you, even in that midst of that moment, they realized God can raise dead things back to life again because God was able, the widow of Zarephath, she didn't know how she was going to live. Her whole strategy for her and her son was to take this flour and this oil, bake a cake, and then we're going to go die, right? She wasn't certain how it was going to go work out, but God was still capable. The woman with the issue of blood had spent all the money she had on all the treatments she could, and she got worse. Not certain she would get well, but can I tell you, God was capable. God, if he can do all that, listen to me, God's capable of handling your situation. It may not look like what you thought it was going to look like. It may feel like pieces are all over the place and you don't know, you don't understand. You don't have answers. All you have is uncertainty in the midst of your uncertainty, in the midst of the crucifixion where Jesus died and was put in a grave in the disciples stopped acting like they thought they would act and they didn't respond the way they thought they would respond. He redeemed them. He restored them. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. My God, if God can do all that, somebody here today in the midst of your uncertainty, he's still capable. Dear Jesus, help us. He's still capable. I don't know what you're facing and I don't know what doubt is creeping in and I don't know what other haters are whispering behind your back. It doesn't matter, God's still capable. Ephesians chapter three, verse 20 says this. Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams. According to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Now to him who is able, he's able, he's capable to carry out not your purpose, his purpose, and do super abundantly more than you can dare ask or think. This means infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, 
or dreams. Understand, you got to get these three truths in your life. You got to understand, you got to lean into these truths. When you feel all the uncertainty, all the doubt, all the mess, all the chaos, when you're dealing with those, man, if you can learn these three truths, then you can come to a place where you will do the got to do. Because if you don't understand and if you don't know the truths, you'll never step into the got to do that you got to do if you're going to experience a greater peace that God has for you. And it is this, learn to trust God with everything at all times, or you won't trust him with much any of the time. That's hard. Man, this is really difficult. Learn to trust God with everything at all times, or you won't trust him with much any of the time. I love what Francis Chan says. He said, worry implies that we don't quite trust God is big enough. That's really good. Worry implies that we don't quite trust God is big enough. And what I have found out about me, and I bet it's true for you too, man, I can have faith for your situation, but when it's my situation, it's a total different ballgame. Right? Oh, you need a miracle in your marriage? Oh, I'll be praying. God's going to do something awesome. I need a miracle in my marriage? How's this going to turn out? Ha, ha, ha. What's the next step? God, when are you going to show up? Oh, you need a healing? I can have faith for your healing. I get a bad doctor's report. What am I going to do? Chaos hits. Oh, you need freedom from your addiction? Oh, I can pray for freedom from your addiction, but if I'm addicted, when am I ever going to get free? And it's easy for us to hang on to it. It's easy for us to worry about it because we believe that God's big enough to handle other people's issues and other people's chaos and other people's mess. But when it comes to my chaos and when it comes to my issues and when it comes to my mess and when it comes to my chaotic situation, do I still trust him enough to pray about everything and give him everything? Or do I worry about it? Philippians chapter four says this, don't worry about anything, instead pray about everything. Dang, it's even biblical, what? (laughs) Don't worry about anything, instead pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he's done. That's verse 6. Here's verse 7. Because if verse 7 is going to happen, it's dependent that verse 6 is happening in the first place. Thank him for all that he has done. Then, everybody say then with me. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can... Anything we can understand, a peace that surpasses understanding. You heard that growing up. This is that verse. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. This is the job description of what God's peace does over your life. How does this happen? We learn to pray about everything instead of worrying about everything, right? It's like hot potato. You remember growing up playing hot potato? And the goal was you got in a circle and you threw the ball or whatever you were doing and, and to hold it the least amount of time and not drop it. I'm not telling you to drop the issue. I'm just telling you not to hold on to the issue and to just let it, give it to God, pray to God. That's holding it makes me worry and thinks I'm capable, but releasing it and praying makes me realize it's all dependent on God. 
And when I start praying about everything, I start releasing everything to him. And it's not just about praying, but it's about thanking him for all he has done. When I take time to remember the faithfulness of God, when I take time to get into the word of God and realize the truth of his scripture and the faithfulness of all he's done, when I take time to not just see what I'm dealing with in my present and the unsureness and uncertainty of my future, but I've seen the faithfulness and the goodness of God in my past, then I can start thanking him and living. I will enter his courts with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise, right? That's how I become First Thessalonians when it says, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is Christ's will for you who are in Christ Jesus our Lord, right? This is how when you start remembering the goodness and faithfulness of God because God's goodness is not dictated on your situation. His character doesn't change because of your uncertainty. He's a good God. He's a faithful God. He's an ever-present help kind of God in the midst of your chaos. And it says this, when you do that, then you experience a peace that other people aren't gonna understand. How can you have peace while in the midst of all this chaos? How can you have peace while everything seems to be spinning out of control? Because it's not my peace I'm depending on. But it's coming, coming from someone and something way bigger than me. You hand off what is uncertain to who you know is certain. Right, you hand off what is uncertain to you to who you know is certain and who you can trust. Because there's a lot of things in life that we don't worry about. There's a lot of big things in this life we don't worry about. Really, do you, do you know that our solar system is located at a safe enough distance from the intense radiation that exists both in the galactic center and the spiral arms of the Milky Way galaxy? Our planet Earth is located in a special zone at the right distance from the sun in a region in the solar system that is known as the Goldilocks zone. It's neither too hot nor too cold. The temperature is just right. In the solar system, the Earth is protected by two giant planets, Jupiter and Saturn, which draw dangerous asteroids towards them um, by their significantly larger gravity. This gives Earth a relatively safe and collision-free flight through space. And the Earth is unique in the solar system because it's orbited by a single large natural satellite called the moon, and the moon regulates the tides in the ocean, which refreshes the water system on Earth. All these scientific discoveries confirm that our planet is uniquely, even miraculously situated to be able to support life such as humans, right? The earth orbits the sun at an average of 66,616 miles per hour, which is fast enough to cover the planet's diameter in seven minutes and to travel from the earth to the moon in four hours. And yet, with all that going on every day, every second, it's never stopped. How many of you woke up today saying, I hope the earth's spinning fast enough? Right, I hope we're situated just right between the sun because if we get too much closer, we're gonna burn up, right? If we get too far away, we're all gonna be frozen, right? No, 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 you didn't wake up feeling that. You just rest assured that the creator of this universe is capable. And if he's capable of putting the earth right where it's gotta be, 
If he's capable of spinning the earth at such a speed that it keeps us in the right orbit, if he's able to tilt the earth at a 23 and a half, I think, degree tilt so that we experience seasons and it never goes too much, too little, it never spins too fast, it never gets too close, it never gets too far from the sun. Can I tell you, God is immeasurably able to handle your situation today. He sees you. He knows the hairs that are on your head. So why are you going to worry about what you can't control when you've got the creation? creator of this universe who is sustaining this universe this whole earth is in his hands he's got this and if he's got that he's got you if he's got that he's got you today so whatever your chaos is whatever your mess is he's capable so bring it to the lord lay it at his feet thank him for what he's done and then you will experience the peace that passes understanding this is my prayer as i end today 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 16. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you his peace at all times and in every situation. The Lord be with you all. Let's pray today. Lord, we come before you today. Lord, I pray for that person that feels completely isolated and alone this morning. Maybe it's a couple and they feel completely isolated and alone because it hurts too much to let anybody in. They're too freaked out to even talk about it. So Lord, they don't even know how this all got, got to this place. Well, there's so many of us that we're there. Life doesn't look like what we thought it was gonna look like. I pray, let them have a moment today. Let them have a moment with you. Let them realize you're enough. Let them realize you're capable. And Lord, you're not just capable to meet what our expectations are, Lord, to do even more. And Lord, even when your answer is not ours, we understand you know how it all still goes together. How the mess, how the chaos, how it all goes together. Because your word says this, to cast all of our cares on you because you care for us. You're not a heartless God. You're not an uninvolved heavenly father, but you know us. You see us, you designed us. You know the weight that we carried in today. You know the weight of those that are watching online today. And Lord, I pray today that there would be a transfer that happens. Our burden for yours. Our weight for yours. Lord, our understanding for your faithfulness. Our uncertainty for your capableness. Lord, you're capable. You're still capable. Even when we're not certain it's going to work out, you're still capable. Lord, even when we don't see a way, you're still capable. And you see how it all goes together. So I pray today that we would give you everything. We'd stop trying to hold it and we'd stop trying to control it because, Lord, some of us, we're just control freaks. And when things get more chaotic, we want to try to control and dictate and manipulate the outcome instead of surrendering it to you and say, your kingdom come and your will be done. So I pray for that heart today. I pray for that person today. That you would move in them. 
We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.